Get ready. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Homegrown Hustlers. I'm your host, Garrett Larson. Got D. Smith here with me today. What's up, dude? Yeah, what's up, everyone? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing great, dude. Shout out to our sponsor, Larson Waste, the trash company that cares. Taking care of that hassle to give you peace of mind. They're just doing work over there. Yeah, they really are. It's pretty impressive to see how much they are growing at this point in time. And uh, not only, like... Are they growing, but they're still maintaining their current customers, and I think it's pretty cool. I didn't realize how big of a task it was and like how hard it is to satisfy so many people at one time, but they're doing a great job, so yeah, we're shout out hard. to them. Yeah, a lot of hard work. So uh, hit them up on social media. We put out good stuff, so uh, Larson Waste across all the platforms, and there's more to come. I Absolutely, that. a lot more. So uh, I guess I'll go first with the rants, unless you got something, something just burning, no, burning dude, right in your now, chest I'm to good. say. Yeah, you go <laughs> for it, bro. All right, man. So I actually just spaced because I have not ate enough today um, of I what can, I was going to say. Dude, I can go for it then, dude. So, <laughs> oh, dude, go for it. Yeah, I, dude, I can't believe I just I just wanted that. to uh, rant. Uh, not really rant. I just wanted to talk about my weekend. Um, so this weekend I went down to Scottsdale um, with my little brother. And uh, we went to this car show. It's called Cars and Coffee. And anyone in the in the in Arizona, I guess, if you ever have a chance, it, it happens like the first month or the first Saturday of every month. So if you guys happen to be in Scottsdale, the first um, Saturday of the month, Swing Bites in Scottsdale. I don't know the exact location. I forgot it. But uh, anyways, it's just a super super awesome car show. Um, as far as it's just like exotics, it's a bunch of rich dudes, cool dudes. They go together and they get some coffee and they all park in this parking lot. And I mean, the who's who's of cars are there. I mean, I saw like cars that were worth over a million dollars, cars that were worth seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Freaking just like the rarest of the rares, you know, La Ferraris, um, other Lexus, um, LFA, just like, all sorts of sick cars. And I was just super super dope. And I had a really good time, and it was just a cool bonding experience with my brother. But I love, uh, I just love the car scene so much because it's super cool to see so many different spectrums of people of having muscle cars and exotic cars, and um, you know, tuner cars, Japanese cars, drift cars, just you name it. They were all there, and they all have that that mutual bond. And it's just such a cool car, like the car scene itself. It's super cool to be a part of because the unity, because we all share that mutual bond. But uh, it was just super cool. We afterwards, everyone just lines up on the side of the sh- of the road, and then all these super expensive cars. You know, they just take off at the stoplight and rip it. Like I saw a a super expensive McLaren. It's like a million dollar car. He almost freaking lost it into the curb. Like it was just it was <laughs> super nuts, cool dude. to hang out and see and be a part of. And uh, I don't know. That's something that motivates me. And so I kind of just wanted to like rant a little bit about like what find the things that motivate you. Make sure you spend time in those things because it helps. You know refresh your brain helps you know rebuild that drive in your life and i don't know i feel really re-energized and excited and ready to go um i'm super excited now to work because i want to make money because hopefully one day i can be a millionaire and have some dope ass exotic cars dude went to the lamborghini dealership and i was like i'm gonna own that car even though it costed more than most people's houses but yeah. <laughs> it was like this. What, what does a lamborghini cost dude it depends Depends. Like on the one that we were looking at, it was a four hundred and sixty-three thousand. There was a Ferrari right next to it that was seven hundred and eighty thousand. It just depends, dude. There's so many different variables in it, but they are so sexy dude, to look so at. So you being a car guy, <laughs> what is it that makes those cars so expensive? Like, um, like, there's there's a lot of factors. Because I mean, like an eighty thousand dollar car is super nice. Like you step into like a Mercedes or something sure. like that. Like what do they do in that that like? 
bridges so much because I'm like, how, how much nicer of leather can you get? Or, yeah. And, and like, like, what is it? And, and that's the thing. I don't necessarily think it's the leather. Like, don't get me wrong. They use some really nice ass materials as far as like the leather and like the engineering and the motor that goes into it. But a lot of it, like the higher price tag cars, a lot of it is um, the rarity of it. Uh-huh. You know, one of five ever created in the world. Um, and 90% of all of that, too, has to do with the freaking logo on the front. Lamborghini, Ferrari. It's Italian made. It's imported. A lot of it because it's a foreign car. And it's just gotcha. something that you can't buy here. So it's the rare factor of it that goes into it. So Dude. for sure. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Not only just like the price tag, but how fast the cars were, too. Like there's something about like the sound and the feeling you got from listening to them. It was just like, oh. Yeah, this is awesome. So it was a great weekend. So that's kind of just wanted to talk a little about what I did this weekend because it was super awesome. I had a great weekend, dude. Love it. So I just wanted to rant real quick on something you and I talked about that yeah. we, uh, yeah, I can't even remember what day, but sometime last week we were just talking about how important it is to when you're thinking of someone and um, they're on your mind to let them know that. So there, there was a piece of literature that um i was reading that actually said it was part of integrity oh yeah to uh if someone's on your mind give them a call right then or shoot them a text and and just tell them whatever you're thinking you know like if you're thinking of your wife and you're like i'm so thankful she's such a hard-working mother call her and tell her that right then and uh it's something that i struggle with because i really don't ever want to bug people it's or i tell this story that like oh well what about this what about that that has no bearing on reality and every time i just do it it's such a good experience and such a good relationship builder that i just want to encourage everyone to do that and i actually was on the flip side of it on friday a friend from high school that i grew up with and and really uh you know really liked the guy uh gave me a call and was like hey i was just thinking of you and it's been a couple months and like it was awesome. Like I was in the middle of a bunch of stuff, but it was awesome to talk to him for five minutes. And I was just thankful for that example because that's what I do. I'm like, well, well, if they're in the middle of something, I don't want to bug them. If they're in the middle of something that they can't answer the phone, they won't answer the phone. It's pretty simple. Yeah. And uh, so I just want to encourage people to uh, do that when it comes to mind, that there's a reason that that's come to mind and your relationships will be better off. And as well as business, I think it really plays into business because there's so many times where people I do business with, it'd be useful for me to keep that relationship open and not go six months without talking to them. So that's what I wanted to rant about today. Just do it. Um, I keep saying that over and over again with a lot of different things, but it's crazy how good things go when you just yeah. are always moving. So, And if I could add to your rant real quick, because yeah. I just popped in my head. Um, for those of you that do consistently do what you just talked about, like uh-huh. reaching out to friends, it is super, super beneficial before for you personally, as far as your networking goes, because if you can keep a good, solid network, when things happen in your life, like you lose your job and you're looking for it, you never know when reaching out to your friends, just saying, Hey man, I'm thinking about you, how you doing, what you doing? And you know, and then, and then when they ask you like, Oh yeah. And being genuine, like, Hey, I lost my job. I'm doing this, but you know, I'm good. I just want to check in on you. You never know when that friend of yours is like, His uncle has a yeah place that, yeah. And he's like, Oh dude, well I'm hiring. And you, and that's 90% of how, people land super dope jobs yeah. just by being genuine, reaching out to them, having networking and communicating with those that you care about. And so there's Dude, a ha- lot of benefits. Have you ever watched opinion. social network? Uh-uh. So it's, it's that movie about Facebook and I watched it last night and I was seriously like blown away of like 
All the value, we said before, all the value in college is networking. Oh, like, yeah. Like, seriously, if you can keep those relationships going, that might be a funny thing to pull out of that movie if, for those of you that saw it. But that's, I was like, holy cow. Like, even those guys that sued Mark Zuckerberg and got $65 million, like, it was all because they reached out to him and talked to him. Like, that's what led it to that. That's basically all they did. So, yeah, dude. Yeah. Absolutely love it. So There's a lot of good from reaching out. <clears throat> Couldn't agree more. Well, let's uh, roll on into the meat of this podcast. Yeah. Again, shout out to Larson Waste. Doing big things. Dallin, why don't you introduce the uh, topic yeah, So the, the topic today is a very um, top, very good topic. It applies to me very much so. It's called, What's More Important, Consistency or Perfection? And I'm going to just leave that question right off the bat to you. What do you think is more important, consistency or perfection? So... <clears throat> this is very broad because yeah. it could be applied in very, very many different situations and circumstances where, like, there could be a different answer. Well, the only thing I would say is, is I would always say consistency and consistent. Yeah, I, you know what? Never mind. Yeah, just consistency for me. And why I say that is because perfection is in the eye of the beholder. Um, give you a a practical example of what we're experiencing this last week. We, we've got a bunch of customers out there that got pushed. We had the holiday. We let all our guys off for uh, new year's. Actually, some of them still had to work, but we let most of our guys not run their routes on new year's day after new year or new year's day. And that night it snowed like crazy. Couldn't even drive most of the trucks. The next day, so cold, most of the trucks wouldn't run. Result was we were three days behind. Now, so we could be crazy about the perfection of getting everyone, like, their day that they're supposed to have. And for some people, that is what they see as perfection, and they're super ticked off with us. For other people, they have empathy and realize we're getting to people as much as we can. We're double shift working. We're working Saturdays and Sundays to get everyone caught up. And to them... That's perfection. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I would say is what you can count on from us of what we're doing is we're just consistently going to do our best to take care of everyone's needs. Yes. And so that consistency, I think, is what's important because one customer sees that as perfect and like above anything they would expect that we were out there on Sunday because of this storm and everything. And another customer thinks that we're just total crap because we weren't there because we got there on Saturday instead of Thursday. Now, I want to make everyone happy as our customers, but I would say that's the difference between consistency and perfection is we could be so upset at ourselves because that wasn't perfect in the eyes of some people, but what people can count on is consistently, consistently we're going to do our best. So. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I think uh, Gary Vee said it best when he said perfection is a bad thing because it doesn't exist and it's an excuse. And when I heard that, I was like, holy sheesh, like that is so true because if you think about it on a very broad and kind of take a step back, even maybe get into a little bit of a religious uh, mindset and to think there is no perfect person on this whole earth. Yeah. Like no one on the on the planet earth is perfect. Yeah. And if you really think about it for a second, it's kind of humbling because you're right. Everyone will try their best to be perfect, but no one is perfect. And I think once you kind of realize and accept that, it goes back to exactly what you said. I think as long as you or whoever it is is trying their best consistently, 
every day to do whatever it is that they need to do, whether that's their job, their marriage, uh, school teacher, whatever, you know, a police mm-hmm. officer, and they're just simply doing their best at whatever it is, a professional athlete, they will be super, super successful. They'll be super happy. They'll be rewarded in life in general. And I think that's a really big and important thing to remember, especially for people like me. I am so OCD. I am a definition of a perfectionist. If something is out of line, it stresses me out. I've always, as a little kid, like tried to write my name perfect. And it would stress me out when it wasn't perfect. And there's little things like that that really bothered me. And the older I've gotten, the more I've really applied this topic of consistency versus perfection, the more I have become stress-free. The more I'm like, I don't have these crazy expectations or I don't feel like a failure all the time. And I think that's the number one thing for me that I've learned with this whole idea of a perfection with whatever it is. With a lot of perfection, there's a lot of failure. And if you think that you have to be perfect or that the only right way is perfect, unfortunately, you're going to fail and that mindset's going to lose. That's just from my personal experience. So being devil's advocate, how do you – I think people can also use that as an excuse on the flip side of compromising quality. For sure. Because I think quality is something that's – uh, like if that's part of your business or part of your life, like, cause it's important for me to have things orderly and, and for us to bring the absolutely best quality that we possibly can. Now that's why I say perfection. And I, I totally agree. Perfection is kind of an evil or a devil's like, it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like I said at first, it's in the eye of the beholder. For right sure. On. And I think that's how I would so, answer your question is in the, in my eyes. Cause when I think of perfection, the way I, that I struggled with it and I had to really learn to deal with perfection is when it came to detailing cars. Mm-hmm. Um, even when my own vehicles, like if there was a scratch, I would be so pissed. Like it would ruin my day. This vehicle's not worth shit. I failed. And it's like, dude, there's one scratch on your car. Like it's damn near perfect. Like it's okay. The value's not compromised. And so for me, that's how I have to accept it. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. I try my best to be so close to perfect, Mm -hmm. but I just have to know that there's no physical way for it to be perfect. So it's not saying that like, I don't still try to be perfect. Uh I have the mindset going in. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure it's as close to perfect can get, Uh not saying that it's going to be perfect. So I just have to adjust my mindset a little bit. Cause I still definitely work for perfection in everything I do, but I have to realize that perfect is definitely something in the eye of the beholder. And so I get to what as perfect as I can possibly get without thinking that I failed. And I I think something that people really need to do is just understand where their standards are at. Yes. Um, And recognize like, okay, it does have to be to this level, but like it's just this level. And I think you see that a lot in management as well. Or, Or if you're managing people where people won't let things go, because they think theirs is 100% and that 80% isn't acceptable. When lots of times the 80% that they viewed it as in the past is way better than the, what the 100% was. Mm-hmm. And even if it wasn't, that 80% is sufficient. And so if it frees you up to go do other things, it's it's well worth it. So I think all around it's it's a goal that's just totally unobtainable. It's a mountain without a top. So I don't think yes. there's anything wrong with chasing it. But I... I would agree with you. There's no reason to be beating yourself up yes. over it. Um, Cause I think there's always value in like, all right, like what, what could I do better? What would I do better? Like, and, 
and there's just a line and that's what's tough about really everything is like there's there's always a line so you can't just say like oh yeah don't go for perfection because then you've got people that use as an excuse to not do quality then if you say yeah it's got to be perfect then you've got people that won't even start if it's not perfect right and uh and so i'd say like be thoughtful but always take action i think yes because we saw that in pacing like there was so many things like even just since we've opened up since last week that we would maybe do a little bit different or or adjust a little bit, but we decided to take action and, because we were thoughtful around it. And and there's some stuff that okay, we'll do this different. We'll adjust here, but we're moving forward. And I think that's a great example. And I can add on to it. Is I think we you just really got to be genuine mm-hmm. and you got to be really honest with yourself. And you're right. We weren't perfect in it, but I can promise you we were tried our absolute best. And it's not like we just said it. We literally are. Like, we're trying. We're making up for it. We're, we're constantly looking like, okay, how can we make this better? You're right. It's never going to be perfect. And you're sure perfect. Well, be. to that note, it's not like people are telling us, oh, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this yeah, wrong. No you're doing this wrong. Us, yeah. Our standard is high enough that we're the ones criticizing exactly. it. Exactly. So I would say that's a big difference between quality and, like, just throwing out crap. Yes. Because if you've got a bunch – if your customers are – if the market's telling you, hey, this isn't good enough, you do need to go back and make it better. But you can yourself look at it and say, okay, this could have been a little bit smoother. And I think that's a key of staying ahead of your customers and wowing them before they even let you know mm-hmm. what might have been different or they, they hadn't even thought of that that would be good. So. Yeah, and just to add my final thought on it too is I think a, a big reason why Gary Vee and some people, other people have brought up, you know, the perfection is bad and something that I've learned is to, to – to, kind of move towards the people that are more like me like you want to be perfect so bad that if it has to be perfect you won't do it and i mm-hmm. think that's the whole point of this i'd rather you try super hard to do your best at it and be consistent at it and it's not perfect so for all of those people out there that are scared to do something because they they're worried they're going to mess it up and it's not going to be perfect or it's going to look bad to someone else or whatever their standard might be the whole fear factor just do it, and you'll be so impressed at how the results will come out of it. You'll feel so much better, um, and just know going into it, like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Even though, like, you want it to be super bad, there's that that mental block or that physical block. Just do it, and I promise you, from the results that uh, me and Garrett have witnessed at Larson Waste when it comes to, like, we really want to be perfectionists, but we can't, but we just do it anyways, and we do our absolute best. There's something very empowering, and it's really, really motivated and pushed me in my life to just try new things, even though I might not be the perfect person at it. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be someone better. There's always going to be something more perfect. But the fact that you're trying and working your absolute best to become the best at it or the most perfect, the closest to perfection, you will he- receive a huge reward, and it, it's just a really good self, uh, you know, accomplishment. So, push well, you guys. So. Love it, man. All right, well, uh, go out there, freaking kill it this week. Love you guys. Peace.